Welcome to the Fresh Nest podcast, where we talk all things freshening your nest, from decluttering to design, decor and home styling. I'm Hannah Bullivant, an interior designer, interior stylist and content creator, and I teach folk to declutter, design and decorate their home from a place of self-knowing. Welcome to the next episode of the Fresh Nest podcast. I'm happy to be here and thank you for listening. So I have been crowdsourcing ideas for my latest episodes and one of the ones that I thought was really fun that made me all excited was about creative use of colour in the home. So this person wanted ideas of using colour that weren't just like paint the walls but more unusual colours. So I got to work with my research, I consulted my Freshness students and I've pulled together this episode. So I'm not going to go into colour basics here. I am focusing on the more unusual, weird and wonderful uses of colour and where has the most impact when you're using colour as well. But I do want to point out that colour is amazing. Obviously, I'm sure you know this, but it's extremely powerful. Colour can completely change the feel of a room, whether used in a big or a small way. It can hugely affect our mood. There are all kinds of significant cultural implications about colours, like, for example, red being the sign for danger and blue connecting us with nature. And that's because of the way that colour reacts to our eyes. So on the colour spectrum, red comes towards us on the colour spectrum and blue recedes away from us on the colour spectrum. So that is why blue feels so calming and spacious and red feels quite intense. But colour has even been proven to influence how things taste. And a study has shown that colour can even impact blood pressure. So the red light rose blood pressure and the blue light lowered blood pressure. And that is from a National Institute of Health bit of research. I love that colour is a relatively inexpensive way of transforming a room as well. If you cannot afford fancy fabrics, papers and furniture, you can still make a huge design impact in your room using colour. So I need to give props to Siobhan Doherty from Homestead, Studio Homestead, who taught me so much about colour. Colour is quite instinctual for me. I do find it quite easy to pick and choose what works together. I remember the basics from art at school and then I topped up my knowledge on my design diploma as well. But once I started working with Siobhan, I realised there was so much I had yet to learn. Siobhan runs masterclasses in the Fresh Nest e-course, plus at the moment, currently, every student who books onto the Fresh Nest e-course gets a one-to-one with her. So we have worked together quite closely and I've picked up some incredible tips which I'm going to pass on to you. So when it comes to colour, I'm going to just start with some things to avoid because there are some things that absolutely do my head in. (laughs) I know that's a bit dramatic. The first one is people who don't consider the whole house when they're choosing colours. So they don't have a whole home colour palette. Having a whole home colour palette helps to make the whole of your home feel cohesive and so that there is a sense of connectedness and flow through your home. It doesn't mean that everywhere looks the same at all. It basically means that you have a family of colours that you pick and choose from and then a bit like a balance fader on like a DJ deck. I don't think I'm using the right words there. You can like increase and decrease certain colours 
in each room through the house. It makes decision making so much easier when you have a whole home colour palette. Because if you need to make a decision about colour, you just go to your palette and it's done. It also means that sight lines are really lovely as well. So it means that when you're stood in one room, looking out into a hallway, perhaps into another room, all the colours flow and look good together. There's not like a clashing something or other happening as you're gazing through your home. Okay, so that's the first mistake that people make, not having a whole home colour palette. The next mistake that people make is they don't test properly. Oh my goodness, this one absolutely really, oh, this gets me going. Okay, so nothing bothers me more than when I see someone trying to figure out paint colours by painting 17 five centimetre square patches on the wall next to each other. This will tell you nothing. You need a large area of colour that you can assess throughout the day and it needs to be alone because when you put colours next to each other, they interact with each other and literally change how the colours all look and feel. The best way to test your colours is don't paint on the wall, paint onto a piece of lining paper. You can get it super cheap from anywhere, like any hardware or decorating shop or online. Paint a big area, even up to half a metre. Do two coats and then fold over the edges and cut off the edges so that you've, you're left with a bit of solid colour. And then you have to pin that up on the wall or tape it on the wall at different points around the room. So put it up near the window, put it up opposite the window, put it up in the darkest corner, look at it in the morning, afternoon and nighttime and just see how the colour changes and then take it off and then put the next one up. That's the best way. So then you'll avoid any nasty surprises. Okay, so test your colours properly. My third bugbear is when people just paint the walls and they might hire a decorator in and the decorator does a great job painting the walls but leaves the woodwork and the ceilings a bright trade white. It just really chops the space up, really draws the eye. Trade white is a very cold colour as well. So this, I've got loads of tips coming up about this but just don't forget your radiators and your woodwork when you are painting your room. The other thing that people do frequently is they don't consider the light levels in their home. This is another reason why you need to test, like I explained above. It really impacts how colour looks. So my tip for you, if you need to figure out the, the direction of light in your room, is to get the Compass app on your phone. It, it comes as standard in most iPhones. And just point your phone at the biggest window, straight, flat on. That is the light direction in your room and that will affect the colour. So if you have a north facing room, it tends to get very little light and feel quite dark and it will make a pale pink, for example, look purple. So you need to test your colours properly and be really aware of what the light levels are. My last point though, is when people think that because they're in a north facing room, they can't have blues or whites. This isn't true. Yes, you need to know the light levels. Yes, you need to test properly, but please rest assured that all colors on the spectrum have a cool and a dark version, mul multiple versions. Just glancing at the color wheel can tell you that. So literally you can have a warm yellow and a cold yellow, a warm green and a cold green, a warm blue and a cold blue. So it's just about looking at that what base colors are in your paint color. So there's obviously more on this in the Freshness e-course, but speaking to the paint companies in the DIY shop where you're browsing is the best way to figure that out. We've talked about what to avoid. So now let's talk about some cool, creative ways to use 
colour. And I have been researching and thinking about some of the more weird and wonderful ways that we can use colour in our homes that I wish more people would be bold enough to try. So the first one, you may have heard of this one, but it's called colour drenching. And this is when you drench the room all in one colour or a very similar colour. So you might have slightly different tones of it, but basically it's all, for example, pink or all blue. And that includes the ceiling, the door and window frames, and it creates a really rich, immersive experience. It's super impactful. And it can actually make a room look bigger, even when you use darker or richer shades of paint. And that is because instead of the eye navigating to the usual joins and seams in a room, so like maybe the door frame is a lighter colour or bright white, or the skirting board is bright white, or the ceiling is bright white, when you use bright white like that, your eye is drawn there to, to the join because you're like, oh, that's a different colour. When it's all the same colour, the eye just gets to take in the expanse of the room. It's not pointing out its edges and its corners and it makes it feel bigger. And colour drenching can look fantastic even with off-whites and oatmeal colours, my neutral babes. Okay, my next one is about woodwork. Oh my goodness, this can look so good. So Siobhan Doherty taught me about the impact of painting your woodwork one shade lighter than the wall or one shade darker, can look great either way. And she includes all of the woodwork in a room. So that's doors and door frames and window frames and any built-in shelving. And it can just really elevate the room and make it look so elegant. I say woodwork, but if you have plastic UPVC windows and doors, yes, you can paint them. I feel like this needs a klaxon, or maybe I need to do a reel just on that. But you can paint your UPVC windows and doors. You just need to use a really amazing primer. My personal favourite is Zinza. And if you use Zinza, it turns any surface into a paintable surface. So please paint them. It's a great way of adding colour bit more on the woodwork. One of my favourite things to do is to paint a staircase or even just the banister. This can look fantastic. So imagine a hallway that's off-white everywhere or taupe, for example, everywhere, paired with a banister painted in bright red or blue. Such an amazing way of just bringing in a pop of colour to a room without it being really overwhelming. <laughs> Let's talk about ceilings. Please don't forget about your ceilings. Ceilings are the fifth wall. They can have such an incredible impact in your home. Again, Siobhan taught me that like woodwork, painting the ceiling one shade lighter than the walls looks really elegant and it can make the ceiling seem higher. If you've got super, super high ceilings and it feels a bit cavernous, you can turn that on its head and do the opposite and paint the ceiling a darker shade to make the ceiling sort of come toward you and feel cosier. So we did this in the static caravan renovation. We did pink 02 from Lick on the walls and pink 01 from Lick on the ceiling. It's a real subtle shift in colour, but it really does lift the eye and it makes it feel taller. Also looks really good if you kind of tray the ceiling colour. So you do the whole ceiling and then bring the ceiling colour down onto the walls by six inches or so. That can look really, really great too. Furniture. For folk who feel more comfortable with neutral colours on the walls and ceilings, this tip is a good one. A plain space can be completely uplifted with the use of a painted piece of furniture. And if you love colour, but you like a more minimal finish in a room, you can still create an overall colourful room by painting things like a wardrobe, a pantry cupboard, a set of built-in shelves, kitchen chairs in an accent colour, 
and this looks so great. Okay, let's hear it for the weird spaces. I've really tried to think about this one. So I credit Africa Daily Clark for the tip I'm about to share. She ran a masterclass for Freshness students about being confident in your style. And she uses really bold color and pattern in her hallways because they are transition spaces. Transition spaces, i.e. Sp spaces you don't spend tons of time in, can just really take a bold pattern and a color. And you can afford to go for it and push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone because you don't actually spend any time there. You're literally just walking through it. Same with the downstairs loo. I mean, you're not just walking through it. You probably spend a bit of time there, but it's not the amount of time you're spending in a living room or a kitchen. So just think about a tiny corridor or a hallway. They always look great, painted boldly. Same goes for yeah downstairs toilets, which I've talked about. And that can work for a patterned wallpaper or a just a bright, bold colour. Part of my job, I used to do styling for interior designers, i.e. like sourcing finishing bits and then actually coming styling and doing the final one. And one of the homes that I styled for this designer, the main hallway was painted a really dark blue and there were no windows in it. But it meant that when you walked into the adjoining rooms, they felt more spacious. So there's another thing there about going bold in your colours, choices in your hallways, because it actually impacts how you experience the adjoining rooms. Okay, other weird spaces that look great with a bit of colour. The inside of cupboards. I love this one. So I recently came across a furniture brand called Tilco, T-Y-L-C-O. This isn't sponsored, but Tilco, if you hear me, get in touch if you fancy that. And they do completely bespoke like modular furniture that you can build to your space and you can add like, I want to add a cupboard on this bit or a shelf on that bit. And they have the option of, of doing the inside of the storage in a bright color. And I absolutely loved it. So you could do this if you have a built-in cupboard, painting it an accent or a surprise colour would look so great. The inside of kitchen cupboards. I mean, why not? That would be so cool. Another like weird space I think looks really great is, let's say you've knocked through two rooms and you've got some kind of archway in between the room, whether it's squared off or rounded, but painting just the inside edge of the archway in an accent colour, that looks all gorgeous. Painting the door frame and the skirting board, not even necessarily the door, although that would look good too. So you've just got like a line of colour through the room. That would be quite contemporary, I think, and cool. Also, like just door handles. So let's say you're in a relatively neutral kitchen, but you decide to paint the wooden handles all like a, a deep ochre yellow, just for these little pops of yellow through the room. That would be really cool. Or just door handles, for example. Another thing, pipes and boilers even, fridges and freezers. So those ugly plastic metal bits that we sometimes have to have in our home, paint them a bright color and make them a feature. So if you've got visible pipes, instead of trying to hide them, it's almost impossible to do, paint them an accent color. It looks absolutely gorgeous. If you've got a, an ugly plastic boiler, paint it the same color as the wall or even an accent color. Either blend it in or make it stand out. Don't leave it bright white. Other things that I think look really great are painting just the mantelpiece or the fireplace. That looks really, really lovely. And even painting like a patch of colour on the wall to highlight feature or to delineate a space. So if you had a really big open plan space, painting a patch of colour in the middle to delineate a transition between the two spaces. I've seen that done really, really beautifully. 
Or for example, let's say you've mounted on a few rows of coat hooks onto an open plan hallway come living, living area and you paint around those hooks just an accent colour. And it's like sort of the suggestion of like a, a sort of coat cupboard, but just in paint colours. So there's little things like that that you can do. You can also add so much colour in the finishing styling layer of a room as well. So in a room that's all blues and beiges, adding some a, like a trio of bright orange vases on the shelf, for example, adds such a wow factor. And the contrast is just delicious there. And you can have so much fun with the colour in your accessories. So let's picture a cobalt blue lampshade in a room of pale pinks. A deep red picture frame in a room of off-whites. If a room is too perfect, if it's too complementary, if it's too seamless, it can feel a bit boring and a bit flat. So don't be afraid to kind of fuck things up a little bit and add a bit of unexpected contrast, just a bit. It looks so great. And let's not forget the power of art and a good rug here too. A print or an original art piece in a neutral room can add so much character and joy, especially if it's large. In fact, if, when I think about it, actually, some of my favourite rooms are painted in an off-white or a veil, very pale pink, including ceilings, woodwork, etc. So the colour sort of fades in the background with pops of accent colours in painted furniture, art and textiles. That's my personal favourite way of bringing colour into a space, although I do love a bit of wallpaper and colour drenching as well. And of course, there are ways to get bold colour in your room that don't involve paint as well. Wallpaper, obviously, I could do a whole episode on wallpaper and maybe I will. In fact, maybe I will. But yeah, wallpaper is a fantastic way to introduce some colour to a room. Fabric is one of my personal faves. So again, what I'm talking about is things like decorative accents, like pillows, and but also things like rugs and curtains. And it can look fantastic when the only real kind of colour and pattern in a room comes in the form of the upholstery. It really, really makes it stand out. Tile is another way of getting some really unexpected colour in a room. And you don't have to keep tile in a bathroom and kitchen. I've seen some beautiful interiors where the, the hallway walls have been tiled even. But if you don't feel confident about that, just stick to your bathrooms and the kitchens. But if you do choose neutral scheme, then you can add quite a lot of colour and a big sort of pop of interest through your tiling. So they are some of my more weird and wacky ways of loving and appreciating colour in a home. And I'm going to turn this over to you. Where could you add some colour to your home? Could you swap out a lampshade for something a bit jazzier? Could you put in a new rug with some colour or, or just a beautiful pattern in it? What about a piece of artwork or even the way it's framed? Oh my gosh, I've got, I need to do a whole episode on art. I've got so much to say on art. Woodwork, could you paint a door, all of your doors, the skirting boards? What about a piece of furniture? Could you really elevate a space by painting a piece of furniture? And obviously, let's not forget decorative accents. I was a stylist before I was a designer, and that is going to be the hill that I die on because styling is so important. The details really do make the scheme. You know, if you're renting, if you don't have budget to do major decoration work, you can add so much colour and joy in your accessories and styling. Or are you thinking about drenching a whole room? What about painting a ceiling? Could you paint the ceiling in your downstairs loo? It'll probably take you about 
two hours and you've just got a lovely pop of colour there or your utility room. I'm hoping to just get you really thinking about ways that you might be able to add some really exciting colour into your space. So have fun, basically, and that's it from me for today. <laughs> <laughs>